Come join the conversation, the show that you've been wanting. Keep it real with no filter. Weekly we share discussions. WWSD interviewing creative guests, talking the creative process and sharing all the influences from TV and film. Emmy nominated and winning. Yeah, they coming through. Actors and comedians too. Directors and writers, we're more than a few. Masters of their craft. Yes, tune in. You gotta see this the podcast that you need. WWSD. Welcome to the WWSD Podcast. Weekly, we share discussions with interesting and creative people. We are sponsored by Collector's Maze. You can check them out at collectorsmaze.com for all things related to fandom. I'm your host, Josh, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy and co-host, Seamus. How's it going, Seamus? It's going great, man. I'm excited for tonight. Tell us who we have on. Oh, tonight we got a very, very special guest. We are joined by award-winning actor, Dennis Mallon. Dennis, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Glad we're sharing our Saturday night together. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, just uh, just pumped to get into it. Excited to excited to be on, guys. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. So you're in a you're in Florida right now, right? I am. What, what part of Florida are you in? I'm in Central Florida. I live in Highlands County. Oh, cool. So if you look at the map and throw a dart, I'm right in the middle of the state which it's ideal for me. I, I've never been shy to drive and stuff like that. So I'm the kind of guy, I'm in Miami one day, I'm in Tampa the next, I'm in Orlando all the time, and I'm just running, running, running. So I love it over here. It's a lot of cows, a lot of oranges, <laughs> a lot of retirees, but I'm able to hide. It's inexpensive. And right now, you know, it's 70 degrees this sort of winter. Today's a cold day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was chilly this morning. We're, we're actually both in Florida as well. We're in Southwest Florida. I'm in Cape oh, nice. He's in, he's in uh, Fort Myers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, you guys yeah. know what's going on. All right. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. I've got agents kind of, you know, all over the South, the Southeast right now and stuff like that. So I have no problem jumping in the car and running up to uh, Atlanta. And it, it's, it's really interesting because uh, not a lot of Orlando actors want to go outside of Orlando. Hmm. That's weird. Nobody goes to Miami. Tampa people don't go to Orlando. Orlando people don't go to Tampa. So I'm just cleaning up. I, I get the phone call. <laughs> Must work as local. I don't care. Call me whatever you want. I'll be there. Give me give me a call time. I'll be there early. Is there is, is there a lot of work in the Orlando area for actors? For me, there's a lot of work. Now, you would talk to people. You, you see them on social media and whatnot. Oh, I haven't had a job in, you know, in two years. And I just kind of nod to the universe and tap myself in the chest and say, we're doing something right. You got to work it like you're an entrepreneur. You got to work it like you're a widget maker. Mm-hmm. And this is how you make your money. And this is how you build your craft. So between my manager and what I do, we're pushing the ball forward every day. So it's a long answer to Seamus. But yeah, there's a lot of work going on down <laughs> here. Yeah, there's there's a lot of work. And prior to getting on the show with you guys, I was talking to uh, a younger actor that that I mentor. And he's like, it's so tough to find everything. What are you doing? I go, what do you mean? I go, I'm either auditioning or I'm networking or I'm looking on backstage. I'm looking at Actors Access. I pulled jobs off of Facebook. Really? Where? I'm like, dude, you just get out there and just find it. Just find it. I'm not going to not gonna wipe your butt for you. Just <laughs> go out there and find it as I do because there's gold out there. But if you're going to sit home and a lot of people sit home and they wait for the white elephant. Because there's a lot of talk, right? A lot of people talk. And Dennis, I want to have you in our $100 million Acme mega production. And I'm like, yeah, send me a script, send me a contract. We'll talk. My point being, I'm not going to sit around and wait for that. When the white elephant comes, that's great. But in the interim, you got to feed yourself. Definitely. 
I, I'm a sales guy at heart. I've been a sales guy. I'm from the Northeast. And you've, you've, you've got business experience, right? Totally. And that's how I look at, at this business. It is a business. So I'll pick up the small gigs as I'm pitching for the bigger gigs. And do you notice like younger actors are not really doing that type of work or is it kind of just actors no matter the age? You know, it's interesting, Josh. I really can't talk for everybody. I'm very big with social media. I market, market, market. My manager, marketeer, publicist extraordinaire. So I was listening to another podcast earlier where friends of mine were on. They're like, oh, Dennis Mallon's on. Yeah, that guy's working all the time. He's got a press release or a new thing every time. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, I had off all week, which means I didn't make a dime, which is not good. And my ADDDD, as I get older, I can't sit still. So I got to, I'm best when my hair is on fire. So, you know, I can't speak for everybody. I just have to speak for myself. There are a lot of people that sit around and wait for the white elephant. If you're going to wait for the white elephant, what if it doesn't come by? Yeah. Or what if that project never, never happened? What are you going to do? I mean, especially in this industry, like so many projects fall through, they lose funding, investors drop out. Yeah. It's an interesting thing too, because like actors, they like they, they you, you, you all have to be chosen as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're not destined for anything. Like nothing's guaranteed. I, we were talking about the Western I did, Killer Miller. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to do two more Killer Miller. Now, right now, they're shooting another Western, not a Killer Miller Western, but R.J. Hendricks, the author, producer, shooting a different Western. Okay, it is what it is. I can't afford to sit around and wait. I got to keep moving. Talk about auditioning. I was this close to being in a feature film in April, filming in Armenia. Hmm. Now, I spoke to the producer. He had 300 auditions. I'm number two. Oh, man. But I was this close to being in Armenia for the entire month of April. You know, you have to always audition. A buddy of mine, a kind of newer actor that I helped start, he's like, I hate doing these self-tapes. I hate doing this. I hate doing that. I go, dude, then you should just quit. What do you mean? (laughs) I go, it's like going to the gym. I want to get strong at the gym. I want to work out, but I don't want to pick up weights. Huh? (laughs) If that's what you need to do, if that's the basics, get through it. It Look at it as a job. If you look at it as a chore, you're never going to want to do it. You're going to get pissed off and you'll be out soon enough, which is fine by me because the thinner the crowd, the more work there is for me. <laughs> I think it's a good mindset for anything, not just acting. In yeah, absolutely. Any work you should fall in love with or I mean, like it's yeah. thing, especially if it's a creative endeavor. Like if you're even like a comedian and artist, like if you're just doing that just to like pay your bills and get by. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting too, with like, with especially things in the entertainment industry, people don't see the work that goes behind creating everything. It might be easy for somebody to get the idea that, that there isn't a lot of work to becoming an actor, you know, or comedian or something like that. Sure. It just, just looks easy. Yeah, Cause like even you said, you didn't spend this whole week working and also like, People don't see that in the background. They don't. They don't see like you're looking like on Facebook. You're looking on like every open cat. Like they're like, oh, Dennis is just chilling out this week. I guess he's just he's good. But like you're doing all this back end work that's not paying anything. It's funny you say that, Josh. I I go to uh, there's a wine bar over here, Monster Wine Bar, local joint, nice intimate place, and I'm there on on Tuesday night sipping a red, and I've got scripts. I mean, I, I've got stuff going up, but I'm not on set. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm friends with one of the owners, and she's like, well, what's going on? I go. Absolutely nothing. She goes, slacker. She goes, I've got three jobs. You're such a slacker. And I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah, damn it. What what am I? I was I am a slacker. I got a script. 
right in front of me. I got to memorize it for next week. Doing a veterans commercial on Wednesday this week. <laughs> and right after this, I got another project. So I'm of the age. I still have a lot of energy. I just need to keep fully engaged. And I think that's what really pushes me every day. And when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So how did you actually get started in acting? 26 years ago, a good friend of mine, a fraternal brother, James Demonic. He used to teach at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and Sciences in Manhattan. Now, we're, we're both Freemasons. We're both part of a fraternal organization. Every Friday in Manhattan, James and I would get together for a cigar and a scotch. And I'd walk in. I was a technology executive, three-piece suit, looking the part. And we just started talking. I'm like, well, how do we get involved? First thing he needs a headshot. And I'm like, do you think I'm marketable, Jim? You, you know, I can do some stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we get a headshot. Every step of the way, Seamus, he put me in touch. Who do I call for a headshot? Call this person. Hey, John, James, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, come on down. Great. Got a headshot. What, what do we need to do now? You need to learn how to read copy. What the heck's copy? Commercial. Who do I call? Angela Montabano, another mentor of my New York performance works. Every step along the way, he was there for me. My first audition I booked, I had a China Airlines commercial, which is literally two blocks from my office in Manhattan. So lunchtime, I just cruise on down, do the audition. And it's me with two like shorter guys. I'm six one, And I'm sitting in the middle of this table. And Pat Sweeney, the casting director, comes out. Sweetheart, sweetheart, this woman. And she goes, guys, just talk to me. She goes, you're technology executives. That sounds familiar. <laughs> and you just helped the company from China relocate to the States. And I'm thinking, I literally did that four <laughs> months ago. And I'm sitting there saying, this is, this is surreal. This is candid camera type stuff. This is just surreal. I'm interacting with her. I'm talking to the guys next to me, blah, 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 blah. All right. Thank you very much. I walked back to my office two feet taller, knowing I nailed it. And, you know, you kind of walk out, you feel good. Totally forgot about it. Two days later, I get a call. Uh, yes, Mr. Mallon. Mr. Mallon is my father. I'm Dennis, right? <laughs> so it's either it's either the IRS, a lawyer, or a cop, right? Uh, Mr. Mallon, uh, we'd like to book you for next week, this day, this day, this day. Who's your agent? Hey, can I call you back? Yes, yes, please call us back. Jim, what do I do? Who's my agent? Call my buddy. I call a guy from CA. I go, they're offering me X. Don't worry about it, kid. We're going to get you Y plus. <laughs> Sounds good, sir. Thank you very much. Now, here's the funny part. I show up on set. I'm off book. I know the script inside, outside, forward, backwards, everything. We do the first take. The director goes cut back to one. And I, I look to the PM like, what does that mean? Oh, we're going to do it again. Did I screw up? Oh, no, no, you're great. We're going to get 20 takes this way, 20 takes that way, 15 takes this way. So I'm thinking this stuff is easy. I can screw up one every 10 takes and they're still going to do it. <laughs> so that's my first experience. And I'm like, I can fall in love with this stuff. So I can screw up totally. We can do it again. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sign me up, bro. Sign me up. This is, I can do this. Now, stage, I did stage one time. Mm -hmm. Never to be seen again. <laughs> you can't screw up. That's theater, right? You mean by yeah, theater? Yeah. Okay. yeah, theater. I did uh, Off Mice and Men. I was Lenny. Mm -hmm. I did 10 shows. I lost 10 pounds. I lost hair. I got gray. I was stressed. 
stressed. And I, I'm on the phone crying with Jim at one in the morning. Jim, I can't do this, Jim. Oh, I'm so depressed. He goes, Dennis, obviously you're a method actor. Jimmy, I don't <laughs> care what that means, man. F this, I quit. I quit. And that's when two weeks later, I get the call for China Airlines. And here we are 26 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, long, how, how long were you acting before you left your old, old life as a tech executive? So here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this. I did both for a long time. I did. <laughs> you are a good actor. <laughs> you got one of these. You got a cell phone. You got a laptop. You can work from anywhere. And how apparent is that over COVID, yeah. right? The remote, right, right. remote that's, work. That's board. what we do. I'm on set for Devil's Advocate, which was my first feature. And I got pulled out of the crowd. I was a upgraded extra and stuff like that. I've got my laptop and I got my cell phone. And this kid about my age, I think his name was Keanu, Keanu or something. I forget his name. Uh, but he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. You have a job? I'm busting chops. It wasn't Keanu. It was some dude in holding with me. You got a job? Yeah. Just because you choose to be a starving actor doesn't mean I have. But if you can balance things out, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I had a very good job. Uh, I was a young CEO. And I was able to come and go and do my thing. Now, mind you, I worked 28-7, okay, because the technology clients and my boss didn't care where I was. Is a job getting done? Do we have billables? Are we getting paid? Are you covering your nut? That's all they care about. Nobody cares if I'm in Miami or if I'm on set with Keanu Reeves and Devil's Advocate. Nobody cares. That was, that was back during the, the dot-com boom as well, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that must have been interesting. It was a great time. It was a great time. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> it was a fun, fun time. Now, here's the thing. I'm a straight C student from middle-class Kearney, New Jersey. I'm the, near, I'm the near do well. My sister, two years, four days younger than me, both Scorpios. Kellyanne's 4.0. I'm 2.1, 2.0. I don't even know, but I, I'm the near do well. That uh, became a CEO. Guess I'm doing pretty good in the acting gig, man. It's just, it's funny. It's just funny how life takes different turns. And I read a lot of books, man. I, one book I came across, I forget exactly what book, but it said the A students work for the companies that are managed by the B students, which are owned by the C students. The D students do comedy. <laughs> and they make more money than everybody. And they have so much fun. They get the women and they're, they're having a ball. But here's the thing. I have hired and fired many in MBA. I do not care what's up here. I care about what's in here. If you have the passion, we will train you. We will take you to the next level. If you meet me halfway, I will take you so much farther. But meet me halfway. I have fired many of these guys because... If you can't relate to the client, I don't need you. You're a waste of money. So, <laughs> my thoughts. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that a lot of the skills that you've learned, like like being a CEO, has really helped you in acting. You know, when I'm brought in to produce, I totally corporatize it. Let's say you guys wrote a script, and it's a kick-ass script. You got a five million dollar budget. Dan, we want you to come in. We want you to produce it. My first question is, what's the end game? This is a passion project for for you guys. You're going to enjoy it once a week by yourselves. Do you want to go make money with it? Do you want to win the Oscar? What are you looking to? Dennis, we want to, we want to rule the world. We want the Oscar. Okay. As your producer, I'm your CEO. You're the chairman. I corporatize it. I hire the director of photography, the VP. 
I hire the casting. I hire the, the entire team. I report to you, but you empower me. My mission is to achieve your vision. And when I corporatize it, when I talk to the people I hire, tell them how I demand proactive communication. Don't come to me when the house is on fire. If there's a little stove fire, a little blaze, a little spark, let me know. We can put it out together. Once it's a blaze, it's too far gone. And oh, by the way, you're fired. (laughs) I mean, but that's been my mentality, kind of my entire corporate career. If there's something going on, come to me first. Come to me. Tell me something's going on. Be open and honest with me. Don't try to backdoor it. Don't try to hide it because it's going to come back to bite you, not me going to bite you because you know what I expect. So yes, uh, Seamus, you're right. I I take a lot of that experience and I put into my acting and producing. Like you, you, you understand how like network execs and stuff like that think as well. Probably helps for communicating. Rebecca and I, Rebecca Mahan, my manager, though we're diametrically apart, we're on the same wavelength. She's got degrees in theology. She's a lawyer. She's a publicist. She's a former Marine. Uh, she's a former sheriff from California land. How do we pass her her filter? <laughs> <laughs> How do I pass your filter? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because when the creative juices start flowing, we'll be on the phone 10 times a day, 10 times a week. And I'll mention something and her creative juices start flowing. And then we go back and forth and then I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's pull it back because we have a five pronged approach to achieve our goal. We've got a five-year goal. Right now, looking at my board, we're at 130% of goal year to date. So like, ah, I'm, I'm excited, you know? Yeah, I, 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 bet, I bet managers and agents like a money-focused client as well. Probably have a, a breath of fresh air for them. It's interesting because I, I had a manager prior to Rebecca and I tell everybody, if you can work half as hard for me as I do for myself, we're going to make a ton of money and we're going to have a lot of fun. Because people ask me, hey, man, you're busy. Where's all the jobs coming from? Well, 70% of it comes from me and my hustle. And they're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm out there digging every day, networking, building my circle of friends, circle of professionals, my network, and things are coming. So now I got Rebecca, which I don't think she sleeps. I think I, I get six hours, if that. I think she gets three and a half, probably four. And she's working harder than what I am for myself. <laughs> and, I, and I love her dearly. And yes, yeah, she's got a vested interest. We're vested in each, in each other, each other's success. So you, you, you mentioned uh, networking a few times. So what, what are some things do you think that actors could do better uh, as far as networking in, the, in this particular industry? Keeping in touch with people. I mean, networking 101. When you're on set, I don't know if you guys have been on set and you got you know a lot of people, stuff like that. People are always looking at you. If you're an extra, if you're supporting, if you got the lead, people always have different projects. Now I'm working for Josh. Josh is the director. He's the writer. Seamus is the DP. Seamus has a side project that he's looking at me saying, oh my God, Dennis would be great for this. But right now I'm working for Josh. Now, if I was, if I wasn't professional on, on set, Seamus, would you want me on your project? Absolutely not. Hell no. You'd run the other way. You throw away my card. You never talk to me again. But I'm the epitome of professionalism. I'm a method actor. When Josh says cut, I go off to my own little corner by myself because I got to stay in my head. Josh, I'm sure he's writing me something that's really kind of um, (laughs) Dexter-esque, right? Because I just, I mean, that's I see him and you're writing something more Christian, right, Seamus? So (laughs) 
<laughs> you, you've got the duality. So he says, cut, I got to stay in my own little head, go off by myself. I'm not going to BS over the water cooler over craft services. I need to stay sharp and stay in my own head. But you're thinking about, man, Dennis would be great in that project. And it happens nine times out of 10. And you might come up to me, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah, Seamus, what's up? I got this thing. Hey, man, look, I love you. Once we're wrapped, I'm all yours. But let's focus on this, right? You, you right. respect that? You're cool with that? And that's how it happens. You've got to be cognizant of that when you're on set. You've got to build relationships. Not that I'm looking to make everybody my bosom buddy, but I'm going to work with professionals and I'm going to network with them. Because here's the thing. Takers take, givers give, but givers get. I run a group on Facebook. I live in Sebring, the Sebring International Filmmakers Group. I'm always sharing castings and crew calls in there from around the country. I'm on set. Hey, we need some extra people. I know who to who to call. So uh, I'm always helping either newbies. I'm always helping my circle of professionals. Let's face it. The Florida community, as small as it is, it's pretty intimate. So I will see you and you'll see my ugly face multiple times a month. I guarantee it. And it's pretty funny. The New York market, as big as it is, it's small. And it's the same thing. So if I'm a cervic or if I'm unprofessional and you see me coming in with my big head, you're like, ah, geez, it's going to be one of those days. (laughs) This guy again. (laughs) This guy. This guy. Or you're going to be, hey, Dennis is on set. Hey, high five. We're going to have fun. We're going to kick some ass. Keep your stuff together. You're a professional. I'm not there to hit on you. I've got my own relationships outside of work. I don't need to to do whatever. I'm here to have fun, but I'm also here to work. And that's the biggest thing that people need to understand. My good friend, Preston Walden, big director out of uh, Tampa area, is actually shooting a Western right now. He always says it's show business, not show friends. (laughs) And we did touch on it minorly about you being a method actor. Like, How did you get into that mindset of like getting into like method acting? Like, What was it that kind of pushed you into that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two answers. First, I don't know. It's not that I read a script and said, I am a method actor. Now, I told you my first everything was of my cement theater. And I'm reading the script and I'm rehearsing it. And you remember Lenny? Remember a little bit about Lenny? And there's certain parts of the script I can just cry. There's certain parts of the script I've got to get overly aggressive. And there's certain parts of the script where I'm laughing because Lenny is what? Lenny has an issue. I made the mistake of watching the great John Malkovich do that a week before I went on stage. Kids, do not watch anyone do your role before you do it. It'll ruin you. <laughs> it ruined me. I'm in my head saying I'm not the great Malkovich. I'm not the great Malkovich. But instinctually, as we were on stage and we hit certain points, I went there and I got the reaction from the crowd. Not that I was going there to get a reaction. I just instinctually went there and I found that I was method because I couldn't shake it. It was embodied in me that three hours later, I'm driving through a Lincoln tunnel and I'm still depressed and I'm crying and I'm all like, I'm a mess, not understanding. And that's when I called Jim and I said, what the, what is this? Well, obviously you're a method actor. I don't <laughs> care what that means. I'm out. Now, look at some of the great method actors. Mr. Pacino, great method actor. Heath Ledger, rest in peace. Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. Joaquin Phoenix, amazing. The Joker, half that stuff he just came up with off the cuff. Now, 
thank God I, I'm not a big drinker. I never really got into anything too crazy. I train. If I'm stuck in a, in a role and I can't get out of my head, I'll go run around the block at two in the morning or I'll go to my gym. I go to the gym in town, Fitness Factory. It's open 24-7 and I'll go bang some waiter. I said say plugs to the end. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I, I need a free month. So, you know, I never even thought of that. Thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that now. Make a list. Hey, man, you want me? You're like said your wine bar, your gym, under the list. Twenty one pilots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I'm looking around. What what else do I have? Yeah, it's just it's just it's just fun. And for me, I need to change my physiology. I did uh, the movie Chances. It should be coming out next week or so. Dark, dark, dark movie. I, one of the darkest roles I've had in a while. I'm in prison now. I'm in prison for 10 years and my son comes to visit me to give me forgiveness for things I've done. And I've done some dark, dark, dark things to him, but they've got a scar coming across my eye. I'm in prison drab. My hair's a little shorter and I, and he comes in and I, I give that's the prison scowl. And then I'm like, wow. So the script is written so, so good. Uh, the kid that I worked with is David Aldean, a 20-year-old from Miami, his first everything. And he goes, Dennis, I'm really concerned about the script. It's really dark. It's really deep. I go, well, what's your problem? He goes, I, I might not be off book. I go, look, I go, you, you don't know me yet. Okay. We're going to do about 100 takes. Oh, my God, that many? I go, probably 200 by the time I'm done. Oh, I go, you're either going to love me at the end of this or you're going to want to beat the shit out of me. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, I'm going to give you so much energy. You're going to come at me. You're going to have an Oscar watering performance because I know what I've got to deliver. I'm going there. And you're going to come back just from a human nature perspective. Three of us are out drinking and we're, we're busting chops, right? And someone comes into our circle and someone and I get into the guy's face. Human nature is going to take over. Same thing in acting. If I'm going there from a, a human nature perspective, you're going to rise to that level and give it right back to me so long story short there's one scene he showed me how he slid his wrists he bangs on the table a wooden table breaks the table wood chips and blood come flying my way into my face and all i'm thinking i hope they got that shot stay <laughs> stay in it kid I'm, I'm loving you you're amazing stay in it because he did that and now he's like leaning in my face cursing me out it's uh it's fun man it it's it's fun but after that i had to go we we did it up in orlando and i had to go find a gym or something <laughs> come on you want to go out for a drink no <laughs> i need to go swim or run or bang weight somewhere but it's it's that's that's interesting that like you just discovered that you had that ability it was kind of inborn already have you heard of that happening with uh, other like a lot of people in the industry or is that kind of is that kind of rare I, I really can't speak for a lot of other people per se. I've never really studied like there's this method, there's, this, there's that method. And it always kind of concerns me when people say, well, I study the Smith method. Like, All right. Well, whatever works for you. I've taken two courses in my entire career and they were literally 26 years ago. And again, for new people and even for veteran actors, you know, the best class you can take is being on set, being on set and observe. And keep your mouth shut and listen and learn. 
when I go to watch movies, I, I can't go with friends to watch a movie because I'm, I'm analyzing it. I'm breaking it down. And I'm like, I would have delivered it this way. I would have taken an extra beat. And, and here I am and who am I? And there's the goat who whatever great actors out there. And I'm thinking, nah, you should have waited on that. I'm thinking and talking out loud. Now, my master's class, my man crush is Kenneth Branagh. Don't hold that against me. That's my man crush. So when I need a master's class, I watch Hamlet. I get a big Dunkin' Donuts coffee and a dozen, and I sit there with a notebook. He produced it, directed it, starred in it. And if you look at it, there's from Jack Lemon is in it. Robin Williams is in it. Rest in peace. Derek Jacoby. I mean, every A-lister you can think of is in this movie. I, I sit there. If I've seen it once, I've seen it a dozen times. And I take notes. And I take notes. Denny Villeneuve, Dune, told you guys earlier, I'm a huge fan. The 86, 87 version, I knew all about it because I read the books. Kyle MacLachlan, the great hair. I love this hair. It was such a great movie for me because I knew the story. If you didn't read the book, you were clueless, <laughs> yeah, right or wrong. And that's why it didn't pick up. And that's why it didn't take off. Dino De Laurentiis, great people. David Lynch, right? So what I love about Mr. Villeneuve, it hit basically 100 pages of book one. He didn't <laughs> squeeze 300 pages into two hours. He did 100 pages. And that is so amazing. I saw a podcast, a YouTube video of, of Mr. Villeneuve. It took him weeks to edit this one scene. It's such a pinnacle scene of the movie. It's with the Gom Jabbar. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's such a pivotal scene. And he took such time to build the drama of it. I, I saw it three times in the theater. I'm, I'm going to watch it all night <laughs> once we're done. <laughs> because that's, I learned. Timothy Chalmay, effortless. Effortless. Uh, Oscar Isaac, effortless. Josh Brolin. Oh, my gosh. Now, I would give my left anything to be in Dune 2. I, I would be, I, I would volunteer. I'd be a Fremen if he gave me the upgrade to be part of the Fedekin. I wouldn't be a Harkonnen. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> hard pass. Exactly. I'm a hard pass. <laughs> and Rebecca knows this. And we try to position. And I would love to be in anything that, of course, Mr. Villeneuve does. But Dune 2, oh, my gosh. Uh, that, forget about it. I, I would fly to Jordan or wherever they're shooting it on my own dime. Mr. Villeneuve, I would fly myself wherever you need me to be. <laughs> <laughs> I will pay my way. And just uh, you, you can blow me up in the first five minutes. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You know, it's awesome to be passionate about something that like that Yeah, project. definitely, That's... definitely. Yeah, I, I like that you break down scenes and you like you try to learn from other actors. That's it's cool. I mean, is, is it hard to like enjoy stuff, though? Like, do you have to turn off your brain after a while? Well, I'm not going to tell you on a public broadcast how I turn my brain off. <laughs> <laughs> if you go into something and manifest something, you go into something with a preconceived notion. So here's the story. When I saw Dune for the first time, I was in the movie The Mad Hatter. I'm sitting there watching Dune. I just got off set. I had the nine o'clock showing tickets and I'm running. I think I still had makeup on. I'm sitting there watching Dune. It's about a half an hour into it. I get a text message. Hey, did you hear what happened to Helena? I get a text message to find out that Helena Hutchins got killed. Helena was our DP in the Mad Hatter. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it just, it's interesting. I got lost in the movie Dune just because I know the story. 
And if you try to compare this movie to the 87 version, it's not fair for you to do. You've got to leave that behind and you got to go in there with a brand new slate and just enjoy this iteration of it. Yeah, and the movie's interesting because my brother, he's not like big, big into sci-fi. And he actually loved like Dune and all. He, he thought it was like awesome. He, he actually really enjoyed it, which is cool and all. Because like it is, it is a pretty like heavy movie, especially if you're not a big sci-fi person. Definitely need to have a little bit of backstory. What, what does it cover? Socioeconomic, yeah. religiosity, politics, backstabbing, global famine. I mean, it encompasses, you, you can put this in 1890s Midwest. You can make a Western out of this. Mm-hmm. You can set it in 2022. You can set it in 3000, whatever it's set in. It touches everything. So there's something out there for everyone. My, my fiance would be like, ah, I don't like sci-fi. It's more than just sci-fi, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. It's more than just sci-fi, as your brother ascertained. There's something out there for everybody. Yeah, even like the like between like the actors, like the caliber of actors in that movie, like the phenomenal cast, like all around. Obviously, special effects like blow your balls off. Like it was just such a good looking movie. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that pissed me off is like they made it without knowing they're gonna make part two. I'm glad like part two got like picked up and all that. Uh, but just the, the overall idea of like making it with like no expectation of, of making a part two in case it didn't do well because of the COVID and putting on HBO Max and, and all that. Like it, it's mm-hmm. definitely like, yeah, it was very odd choice. A lot of people didn't know that it was part one and also they, they kind of felt a little bit robbed. Well, but if you don't know the story, I mean, it's a complete movie. Oh, it ends. You, yeah, you can yeah. walk away from this yeah. and not even care about a part two. Hindsight being 2020, I wish he did this like Peter Jackson. And just spend five years, right? And just right. bang it all out. Yeah. yeah. But if he did that, there would be no opportunity for me. So <laughs> <laughs> and everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm praying. <laughs> but it's <laughs> so b- besides Dune, obviously, what would be your other big dream franchise or project to work on? Sure. Well, I am the next Mandalorian. Okay. <laughs> big Star Wars fan? Oh, from birth. Yeah, from birth. I mean, what was I? Seven years old. I'm giving giving away my age before you guys are born. <laughs> <laughs> my son was born May nineteenth, ninety nine. Dennis was born when episode one came out, and I got to tell you, his metachloric rates are really high, <laughs> even to this day. We, we don't acknowledge that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go, guys. Thanks. I'm out. <laughs> metachloric rate was so high. I, I just watched it with my son the other day. He's three years old. He, he couldn't stand it at all. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, it's Phantom Menace. What do you do? <laughs> oh, well, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to sit him down. Yeah. I thought he would like, like pod racing and all that. You got to get him on, uh, on Disney Plus and do the uh, Bad Batch. Okay. Yeah. I know all the uh, cartoons and all. I was trying to get him to watch uh, Clone Wars the other day. Yeah. He's, he's just really big at the, the Marvel stuff. Like, it's hard. If they're not superheroes, he doesn't care. <laughs> But it, it's interesting because my bugaboo with Lucas is that, like, dude, I've read book one, book two, book 20. With Lucas, there is no book one because he gave, not that he gave away the IP, but he let people write whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he put it together as canon. Mm-hmm. And then Disney flushed it all down the toilet. <laughs> Still great stories. <laughs> Still great books. My son has a different take on it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I enjoyed Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One was awesome. Everybody died. That never happens in Star Wars. Everybody died. You know, uh, even even the hand. So I just I just enjoy it. My son, on the other hand, is canon. And he'll be we're going to. That's not right. That's not it's not. I'm like, shh, later. And he (laughs) says to me, 
<laughs> he says, to learn all these side characters, you got to watch the Clone Wars. All right. I'm um, slowly, I figured, let me get through Bad Batch. But yeah, man, I would I would love to be in uh, The Mandalorian. I had an audition two years ago for House of Dragons. Okay. A friend of mine out in the West Palm area is a big casting director for HBO. So I actually did a Dune monologue <laughs> for my audition <laughs> for, awesome. for House of Dragons, which... You know, I I couldn't be a um. Oh my God, what's what's the dragon family? Targaryen. Thank you. I'm not blonde hair, blue eye, but you know what I mean. I I could have been something else, but that's okay. What I'm loving about the landscape that we live in right now, there are so many channels and there's so many new projects. Yeah. And if you see a new project, like I just finished the Gilded Age on HBO, you've got two maybe three names, and then the rest of the ensemble are new actors or newer. Game of Thrones. Who do you have? Two, maybe three names. But outside of that, you had a whole new ensemble. Now, the let's say the biggest actor made 50 grand an episode. Let's say, for lack of a better term, the Lee actor made 10 grand an episode. Well, geez, now you're part of the biggest franchise in all multimedia. You're fine. So it's just it gives me a lot of hope and a lot of excitement. And again, comes back to my mentality. You throw enough stuff against the wall, you see what sticks. You just never know. Yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing. A lot, a lot of these projects, like you are saying, they, they are using like lesser known actors, which is awesome. And there's so much of it. Between yeah. every streaming service now, every, all that, like it's definitely a lot of opportunities. Yeah, there's it's a, lot, a lot of opportunities for like writers and um, directors mm-hmm. and everybody too, you know? Yeah, so the, like, the whole industry. Kinds of yeah. stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Look at, um, you know, who won the, uh, the Emmys. Look at the Golden Globes. We got the Oscars tomorrow night. I, I love seeing, let's say, the newer channels, different multimedia picking up Oscars. It, it's just amazing. I was in The Irishman, and that got iced out of the Oscars. Oh, because it was on Netflix? Yeah. 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 I think that was like a half a billion dollar budget. Three years to edit. <laughs> yeah. At about a half a billion dollar budget. That got iced out of the Oscars. So I know we didn't really touch on this in particular, but when you're, you're younger, you're a CEO of a tech company. You decide I want to be an actor. This is my big dream. What did your like friends and family like? Like, how do they kind of take that? You don't talk. You don't tell them. You don't tell you. Okay. Why? So here's the thing. Do you know the crab theory? No. You put so. five crabs into a bucket. Three of us were three crabs into a bucket. Dennis, Josh, Seamus, and Seamus is pulling up and he's ready to pull himself out of the bucket. What do we do? We pull him back in. It's the crab mentality. If I've got a goal and a dream. And I communicate it with the people that are closer to me, just from a human nature perspective. Oh, come on, Seamus. Really? You want to be the top podcast in the world? Come on, man. (laughs) What are you doing, dude? Look, we love you. Come have another beer with us. We'll hang out. We're going to pull you down. We're going to poo-poo on your dream. Not because they do it consciously. They do it unconsciously. Why? Because you're going out of the norm. So, I do things because I do things. I don't need approval. I don't need this. I don't need that. Hey, Dan, you busy? You're going to hang out this weekend? We're going to go to a club? And Yeah, no, I'm busy, man. I'll talk to you later. And I go do my thing. I don't need approval. I don't need you to understand who I am. I don't need you to understand my mentality or to approve of who I am. I've always been that guy. Now, that might be a pretty shitty mentality. I think it's great. I think it's necessary. It's it's necessary. It's healthy. 
it's healthy for me because I've, I've never been compliant. I had a corporate job. So my father gets me into the local utility company and I can't give specifics. And I was like a fish out of water. I had a clerical job and I, I just, I got in trouble. I sent an email to every employee. Now, mind you, I'm just a clerk. I sent an email to the CEO and like 30,000 employees, something really political on like a Friday at four o'clock, you know, not even caring. I just kind of sent it out and not even thinking or caring. I'm just, I can't, and this is a long time ago, so it can't bite me back. (laughs) I'm just not that guy. My mother is an entrepreneur. She's always been an entrepreneur. And I guess I've got that wacky spirit, if you would. I'm not the guy you want to squeeze into a box. I'm not the guy that asks for permission. I'm the kind of guy that goes, ready, aim, fire. I just kind of do it. It's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. So far, so good. Yeah, you know, I, I get some ass chewings at times when I, when I need it. But I think if you do it from a pure perspective, you're not looking to hurt anybody. You're not looking to uh, damage too much. And you're coming from a heart perspective. People give you a pass every time. So I do things that, of course, help me advance, me, my brand. I'm also giving back along the way because there's certain things that are instinctual in me. Method actor, it's instinctive. And I learned that recently. And my giving back, it's what I do. It's what I love. And, you know, I do a lot of things from the heart. If it gets misconstrued, it's really not my fault or my problem. (laughs) I I just, you know, I, I try to go from a good perspective in everything I go for. Do you ever miss like that corporate structure or like the CEO environment? Yes and no. I could probably jump back into something at some level. But again, I'd be the fish out of water and I'd do something to get fired right away. I was I was a tech consultant at Ogilvyne Mather, big ad firm in Manhattan. And on certain floors, you got all the creatives. And I, I'm walking through and I'm a suit and tie type of kid. Who's got jeans and a t-shirt on? Who's laying on the floor? I'm like, damn, what's up with that guy? And they're free. You know, and here I am, you know, the, you know, nerds are us. And it, there's something to them that they're free. How many people die with music left inside of them? You go past the cemetery. How many people were scared to take a risk or scared to do this or scared to do that? Everybody, tons of people. I'd say 99, five nines, right? They're scared to do something. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to leave it all on the playing field before I go, before the good Lord takes me. Will I have that opportunity? I hope so. I really do because I know I've got a lot more to do. And if you look at, look at Idris Alba, he's 50. Name any male actor that's worth his weight. They're probably around 50. It's just really interesting when you get to a certain level and the level of projects that are coming our way. You know, I'm, I'm so happy to be where I am today. I, I really am. Popping off, huh? Everything's culminating. Seamus where it's us. It's a great place to be. Dude, I'm this close to having a lead in an international feature film. And, I, and I'm a heartbeat away. And just from that alone, I, I'm telling Rebecca, I go, I still feel good about that. She goes, you really should. I don't wish ill will upon anyone. She goes, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, I go, but I, I feel something's going to come around. It's just, it's just really funny, man. That's good. It sounds like you definitely put in the work. You know, when you love it, you do, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. And it's imperative on me to take care of my instrument. 
hit the gym, drag your ass out of bed when you don't want to go to the gym, not to eat the shit food that stuff like that. You know, you've got to be ready. You don't know when the call is going to come in. You don't know when it's going to hit, but when it hits, it hits hard. Are you mentally, physically, spiritually ready? Are you ready to say, yes, I'm in. I'll get the call tomorrow to go to Armenia. I'm in. <laughs> I'm on the plane the next day. You got to be ready because you never know. So we usually ask one last question of our guests. Any words of wisdom for an aspiring actor you wish you would have got when you first started out? Yeah. Run the other way. Go back to school. <laughs> Don't do it. That's my favorite. I love that one. <laughs> Don't quit your, quit your tech job. <laughs> Stay in school. Save your patties. Eat your Wheaties. Look, if you're going to get into it, and you want to be professional and you want to make your bones at it, run it like a business. Cause I promise you all these serious actors define that any way you want, whoever you like, and you admire as an actor, that person runs it as a business. And the earlier you can understand that and the earlier you can apply that, the better off you're going to be. And you know what? Get in front of any camera, every camera, every chance you get, no lead too big, no, no, no role too big, no role too small. Get in front of a camera every time. Paid gig, non-paid gig, whatever it is, you got to drive from Tampa to Orlando to Miami. Get it done. Get it done. It's like going to the gym and doing the reps. You're not going to sign up to the gym January 1st, lose 20 pounds and, and get cock diesel without doing the work. It, I haven't seen it. You know, if you have a pill, if you know a way. I'm your biggest client, man. Call me. But outside of that, I got to go. I got to go work. I got to go to work. So that's the biggest and best advice I could give everyone. And that's what I tell people all the time. No, no, that's really true at all. That that hustle, that mentality, that's kind of how you see like who rises to the top. Yeah. People that are consistent, they, they, they put the work in. I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. I think I'm pretty decent what I do because people pay me. <laughs> they keep asking me to come back. Yeah. A, they ask me to come back. B, the check clears, and I'm working a lot. Uh, Unlawful duties got one point something million downloads. Oh, nice. That's pretty That's cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, Daddy, we're back is getting a ton of views. Killer Miller won forty best movies, movie festivals. I garnered three best actors from that, so I think I'm pretty blessed. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. And, and I, somebody put out my moniker as the humblest, hardest working actor. Yeah, I guess I kind of am because I, I, I put my head down and grind. I, I really do. And I just, I, I love what I do guys. I do. No, no, it's awesome. Uh, Dennis, it's been an absolute blast hanging out with you tonight. My pleasure. Yeah, we, we really do. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Appreciate it. My pleasure guys. You guys are a lot of fun. I, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun. We, we enjoy it. Like, I love, love your passion. I love like, uh, you know, how, how hard you're working. Like, I think that was really valuable to hear. Thank you. Know? you. So, so where, where can our uh, listeners find more of you and your work? I'm all over the social media. Dennis Mallon, M-A-L-L-E-N. On Instagram, it's Dennis Mallon. Please find me there. YouTube. I've got a lot of my work on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on The Truth, which is brand new. I'm on Faves, which is brand new. But yeah, if I can help anybody with anything, guys, anything reach out seriously i I listened to a podcast like six months ago and one of the founders of apple put out his cell phone number oh shit! (laughs) and i'm thinking to myself all right this guy's worth seven billion (laughs) and i'm not going to call him to shoot shoot the shit 
And then I'm thinking, no, I'm not putting my cell phone number. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll put your cell phone number out there. Yeah, yeah. Get a phone. yeah. yeah I'm going to get blown up tonight. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Who's this? Josh said hi. What are you wearing? Uh, but not, you know, if I can help anybody or anything, guys. And I, I love to get on again with you guys. And yeah. yeah, man. Different things are going on. Let's keep in touch. And thank you so much for this opportunity. It's it's fun spending my Saturday night with you guys. And you know, shooting the shit and having fun. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, it was that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's what we, that's why we keep doing it. It's, it's awesome cool. talking to people like you, like any creative person. I don't know, you got your, every, every person has different insight. Sure. Looking at it from like a business perspective, like that's the first time we kind of heard that, which is unique. And all okay. like most people we talk to are not former CEOs or they're, 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 they're trying to figure out the business part. And know, especially like, like <laughs> actors and all, like most of them and all, like they've, yeah, they, I don't think they've ever really had like a, a, an actual real job. Which is which is pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, I, I got I got married young, guys. I <laughs> and I got divorced young too. So there you go. I got I got bills, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got stuff. I got responsibilities. All right, but yeah. uh, I I hope I was somewhat coherent and kind of put together a decent. Yeah, definitely. No, it was good. Yeah, you know, well. had fun with you guys. Good, yeah, good, absolutely. Good. Best of luck with Dune too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, if you guys have any influence at all. <laughs> we have we have more luck with the Mandalorian than than Dune. We we know quite a few people that worked on Mandalorian. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, let's take that offline. <laughs> you, know, you know, anything in the Star Wars franchise. I mean, my son threw out a few characters that I don't even know who they are. I've got to go watch Clone Wars. You'd be good, blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, what does that mean? Oh, you get killed. All right. <laughs> Thanks, son. Do I do I have a lightsaber? No. <laughs> You're a pair of pod racers. <laughs> I, I'm, a, uh, I, I'm a sand, a sand guy with the, uh, the Tuscan uh, Tuscan Raider. Yeah. <laughs> I just ruined that audition. All right, Des, it's been an awesome time hanging out. Yeah, definitely, though. man. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. I, I appreciate it. Hope to see you guys soon. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have, All a, great right. Have night. a great night. You too. I like I like what he's got going on. I like his hustle. It's cool. Like, it, dude, like, it, I mean, it sounds like he's working really hard. It sounds like he's doing doing the things. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a thing. Like you see a lot of, like like actors that they, they kind of get picky. Like they're like, oh, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. Like he, he just wants to work. Like he just wants to act. He just wants to like like keep grinding, which is awesome. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's he's really he's really practical about it. Like he understands how the other side of it works. Business. He understands. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. He, he understands how the how like the money that fuels all of this. Like he has insight into that. It's not, it's not even the money. It's just the process and all. Because like like he's right, it's right. networking. It's it's seeing people. Like the more you see someone, like it gets in your head. It, yeah. Like you, you you collect all of that stuff. Like you're 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 meeting people. Like you're you're getting in their head. Like you said, and eventually eventually all of that kind of consolidates together and you're pushed over the edge it's an exponentially growing process just like anything i i really like his outlook with uh with the crab barrel thing yeah i've been i've been a, i've been a crab getting pulled down all the fucking time so like, no, you're a crab I, pulling everyone else down no i'm not pulling anybody <laughs> else down i keep i keep my shit to myself <laughs> but i, I but, but you know the amount of times I've, I've like i've told people what i'm doing they're like what the fuck are you talking about i'm like I, now I feel horrible. <laughs> um, cool guy, like he was really down to earth, uh, fantastic yeah. attitude. Like he, he did, he did say something uh, like "givers get," 
which uh, is is like a very CEO type thing. It's a yeah. very like business mentality of like like definitely like seeding, helping people yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, like, you're always you planting like, seeds. Yeah, I think like a lot of the more successful people we've talked to, like they they all do like Absolutely. that mentorship. Something to it, like. It's 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 cool that he's that he's continuing to learn from people too with you know like analyzing scenes. I think that's really important as well. It's important, but I'm sure it's draining. I've heard a few. Oh yeah, so yeah, draining. Like I've heard a couple of comedians recently talk about like their craft didn't really like go over the top until they started doing that. Like this, like I, I was listening to Akash Singh. He was talking about like how he would he would take meticulous notes about different specials and like like and really break down what what yeah. funny is. You know, like when he started doing that, like his you know his career started taking off. Or at least his, you know, his ability like got taken to that next level. And I, don't, I don't think it's like necessarily comedians. I, I think it's in general, like any, any field you're in, learning yeah. from someone that, that does it better and stuff like that, or like just learning like different ways to do things. Like, like it's it's the same with like teaching. Like the best is like learning. Like instead of like reading. Like, like I'm a big fan of like shadowing and and like like tra- yeah, down, yeah. training and stuff like that. Also, trying to trying to use the skills that you have to do something real is really yeah. important in learning. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to support the WWSD podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash WWSD underscore podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm in a movie coming up with Dean Kane. Rebecca Mahan, my manager, put out a great press release. It's all over the wire, stuff like that. I'm getting calls from my 70 year old female fans <laughs> saying, Dennis, oh my gosh, we love Dean Kane. Can you get us an autograph? And I, I, my first response is, What you don't want my autograph? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Dean, who? What? Uh, who's the, what's his name? What you know? And I'm like, Look, when I'm on set, I've been on, ch- on set with Mr. Pacino three times now. Mm-hmm. I don't go, Oh my god, ah, Al Pacino, you got to be cool. You know, I, I'm I'm from New Jersey. I'm from New York. I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You've been in this industry long. It's <laughs> your first film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me let me know if you need anything. Wait, wait, yeah, I know I know you from somewhere. What you know? Who are you? What's your name again? Yeah. So you got to be cool with it. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's fun. <laughs>